Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Today, we have a very special guest from Indonesia, currently living in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles area, running his own indie brokerage, running like a team ridge with over 25 teams, Mr. Rudy Kusuma. Pleasure to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me today. Dude, I'm jacked about this interview. Um, as most of our audience members know, before we start an interview, we usually will jump on and chat a little bit. And Rudy's done some amazing things. So buckle up and get ready for some great content today. Rudy, let's dive right in. You shared a story um, of coming to LA and getting your real estate license. Share the story of your firstborn and where you realized you needed to make some changes in your business. Yeah, so I got my license, Jeff, in 2007, and I did everything what my broker asked me to do, right? Cold calling, prospecting, door knocking. 2007, I remember brand new agents got my first listing within my first month. So, you know, I hustle, I work hard. But the problem is that in 2008, I had my first son, right? My wife was pregnant. I was uh, I was in UCLA Medical Center and, and I remember my phone is like blowing up, right? Agents calling me how to open the lockbox. Uh, everybody's calling me. It's just a one-man show. I'm a solo, traditional, uh, you know, traditional agent. I'm doing what the industry supposedly asked me to do. But I knew something was wrong, right? The problem is that I work seven days a week, literally 15 20 hours a day doing everything that my brokers asked me to do. But in my mind, like, how can it be? How can I work seven days a week, 15 to 20 hours a day? And number one, I have no time. I have no money. And I couldn't even be with my wife when my first son is born. Right. So that's when I start thinking there gotta be, there gotta be a better way. Right? There gotta be a better way. And then I and then I look around the net the NAR website. Uh, it says out of 2 million real estate agents, the average real estate agent's income with less than two years experience is like less than $40,000 GCI. I was like, no wonder. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's seven, I 17,000. 17,000 be more precise. I was like, ah, I cannot be doing what everybody else is doing because I already know the result, right? There's yeah. 2 million of them. And the All average, right. the 2 million people like, the, the average so every, is not yeah, good. Everyone that listens to this podcast agrees with you. That's why they're here. So let's just do the shock and awe right now, Rudy. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and share with the audience today in 12 years what your numbers were year end 2021? So over the last 12, uh, 12 months, uh, we closed about 900. 925 transactions, about uh, 800 million in sales volume. Uh, $20 million in GCI, but more important than all this stuff, Jeff, more important than that is time. It's time, right? Because now we are able to have the time. And it's not just me. Um, we have hundreds, uh, 120 uh, partners here in the team and not a single person, not a single real estate agent in my team do any type of prospecting, cold calling, door knocking. So to make money, you just have to sell home. But what happened with the team model 
here, it buys you time because you leverage. So I just, so I'm so proud, not about the numbers, Jeff, but about the fact that people can make a lot of money and they can do what they love, the part of the job that they love, and they have the time to, to do what, you know, what their true, their passion is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, uh, a shout out to my good friend, Pat Hyben. And in Pat Hyben's podcast, he had over a thousand recordings. Every time someone said something unique that stood out that they wanted the audience members to hear, he would always say, now that's a pearl. And ladies and gentlemen, Rudy just laid it out for you. It's time, baby. And it doesn't matter. He said it didn't matter that they did 800 million in sales volume, 20 million in gross commission income, over almost a thousand transactions in Los Angeles. And we'll get into average sales price in a minute. What mattered most was time and being able to have his life. And you could choose to work still if you wanted to, Rudy, 15 to 20 hours a day. You could choose to do that, couldn't you? You could fill 15 hours a day if you wanted to, right? Yeah, if I want to, right? But uh, so if you want to do it. But now the question is, now you do what you really love to do. The only part of the job that you really love to do. In fact, excuse my attire today, Jeff. Like we are, uh, we are going to go uh, uh, hey, you don't have to miles by cycle by today. You don't have to write yourself out because most people are just listening. But he does look like he's in the waterproof gear. I don't know if you're in your cycling gear. We should make you unzip that thing and walk around, but we won't do that today. That'll be next time. All right, let's dive into some content. Everyone wants to know. So you obviously decided to build a team. You decided to launch an independent real estate brokerage. Why don't you share with the listeners what that brokerage is, just in case they have a referral for you or they're listening and they're in your area and they want to be one of the teams that partners with you. Your home sold guaranteed realty, Jeff. Uh, as you know, Jeff, the cost to generate leads keep on going up, right? So I was thinking, I was like, man, what can we do to hack, right? What is the hack? What is the, how how can we generate free leads? Uh, so what happened is that, so uh, your home sold guaranteed realty is the name of the brokerage, but it's not just a cute name. The, the reason uh, we name it your home sold guaranteed realty because the name has a consumer benefit. So now it's a hack against SEO, search engine optimization. So now automatically we are like on page one in our marketplace. Uh, when I was with Remax before, with, when I was with ABC Realty before, Jeff, uh, <laughs> people actually tell me, hey, Rudy, my uncle is also an agent with ABC Realty, right? But now I'm positioning it as your home store guaranteed realty. So, so that's, a, that's, that's, that's a unique selling proposition. And so our USP is our brand. Our brand is our USP. So I just want to share, uh, I want to encourage, if you want to dominate in today's uh, information age, then you got to be different. Right? Different is Amen. better, but better is not different. And you got to think about what is your unique selling proposition. And I think the easiest way, I'm obviously a little bit biased, but your home sold guaranteed realty, that's the only company that has a consumer benefits name embedded in the brokerage. I love it. The name of the benefit is the name of the brokerage and uh, money flows to the difference. I'll give homage to uh, uh, my last broker, Vince Lisi in Omaha. He always said that sentence has always stuck with me. Money flows to the difference. How are you differentiating yourself? So let's get into that. That's what our listeners want to know. We're going to spend the next 10 or 15 minutes talking about how you build a brokerage worth almost a billion in sales volume in such a short amount of time. Rudy, hats off. That's impressive. Uh, we're also going to get into talking a little bit about ancillary businesses, which, as most of our listeners know, has been a passion of mine. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed my partner in the insurance arm, Xarbit Insurance, Cyrus Jaffrey. Uh, we have a great podcast there if you guys missed it, all about how to build an independent insurance company in any state. 
Um, we've had an outpour of people wanting to partner and we've entered already into several verbal partnerships. We're going to get ready to ink those over the next couple of weeks. So if people are looking for a partnership in property and casualty insurance and they want to own that book and build something that's residual over year after year after year, that is something that we will do. And we'll get into that a little bit today as well, Rudy. But before we dive into content, for those listening, I would like to invite you to our team building workshop in Omaha, Nebraska in March. That'll be our first Omaha, Nebraska team building workshop in 2022. For more information about that and our team leader product, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. All right, Rudy, what are some some of the special sauce? You talked about SEO. You talked about uh, placing the name of the brokerage as what you are actually offering to the consumer. So let's talk about that first. What is the guarantee? You come to my house to do a listing presentation. I have a million dollar home in LA and you, you promised me it's a guarantee you're going to sell my house. How do you guarantee that? So, Jeff, that's perfect. <laughs> As you know, Jeff, most real estate agents now, everybody are using the same listing presentation that's different colors, right? And most homeowners, they already know the value of their home. Well, I don't know about you, but here in LA, in, yeah, in California, sure. everybody already know the value of their home. So when you as a real estate agent showing up at that listing appointment with a CMA, the CMA is losing value. So that's why there's a compression in, in real estate agents' income. In my team, Jeff, every agent, actually, their income is increasing. And the reason is because when we show up at that listing appointment, instead of showing up with a CMA, we show up with multiple offers. So imagine, Jeff, you are the owner of the house. You are thinking of selling your home. I show up at your house. My agents, you know, my, my partners here show up at your home. And we're going to first, we're going to show up with two things. Number one, we're going to show up with the binders, with the binders, with the binders full of buyers who's looking to buy homes just like yours in your area in your, uh, with a proof of funds. So let's say you own a house in Los Angeles, yeah. 2,000 square feet home, yeah. about a million dollars. So the buyers are specifically looking to buy homes just yeah. like so that. So let's, let's pause quick, Rudy, just so we all know where you're getting that data. I know for the last 10 years, I've been using a CRM system in Boomtown. And within Boomtown system, of course, the majority of our buyer leads that we generate are in Omaha, Nebraska. Our agents put those leads in and they create custom searches for those, those leads. But well, we can then go in using predictable analytics based on a geographical location and a price point, and we can figure out how many buyers are there for a specific house. It gives us that data, and we can show up at a listing presentation and show people. Is that essentially what you're doing? You're doing, or are you actually reaching out to potential buyers and saying, "Hey, we are about to go on a listing presentation. Would you like to make an offer? Or are you interested in this property?" Both. So when I first get started, Jeff, when I first get started, I did. The first thing you did, right? In my database, we already have the analytics. We already have. So that's the easy way. I think I, I think almost everybody can do that. But then as the team continue to grow, as we have more and more humans, like as more and more manpower. More buyers. More buyers, more agents, right? The agents is attached. So one agent in my team is working with 10 active buyers, for example, sure. right? So now we already have the real like it's a real proof of funds with a real agent in on the road looking to buy homes just like yours. So when I show up at the listing appointment, Jeff, I show the owner of the house the truth. The truth is, Mr. Owner of the house, we have 120 selling partners who's on the road right now looking to buy homes just like you. And then I show them the, the real buyers, real buyers, real proof of funds, real pre-approval with the real buyer's agent that's looking to buy homes. So that's one. Yep. Sellers the love to see that. The second thing, Jeff, is that now we show, not only we show up with the buyer's database, the, and then we also, instead of CMA, we show up with multiple cash offers, like one, two, or three, right? Uh, at least two or three multiple offers 
like it's a legitimate real offers for your home right now. So how is that different than iBuyer or is it essentially your built-in iBuyer program? Essentially, we are iBuyers, right? Yeah. Because yeah. what is iBuyers, right? Because most real estate agents talking about iBuyers. iBuyers is nothing more, nothing less than an in, than just an entity. Like, it's just like me buying a, if I'm buying a house in Nebraska now, are you going to call me iBuyers? Just treat them right. like one buyer. Yep, amen. So who are the three buyers? It could be many things. Number one, uh, it could be uh, one of my investors, buyers in my database, right? That's yep. actively looking. Remember just now I told you uh, in my database, I have 60,000 buyers. Out of 60,000 buyers, let's say 127 is looking to buy homes just like yours. Yep. Now, out of that 127, we reach out to them and they submit uh, an offer, right? So that's one from the from one of the buyers in my database that's out on the road with my buyer's agent looking to buy homes. So that's yep. one source of buyers. The second source of buyers is... Like you said, I'm not sure if the, uh, if your listeners are aware, Jeff, but all these entity, like you 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 call it iBuyers, right? The open doors of the world, they actually want to partner up with real estate agents. So we actually partner up, we have relationship with all these iBuyers. They actually legitimately submitting an offers. So at the end of the day, when we show up at that listing appointments, the owner have options. The keyword is options. Sure. They have options. What now percentage, them, what percentage of the time when you show up you have the two or three built-in offers. You show them the list of potential buyers, which usually in our market, in our office, there's there's a couple hundred people typically, depending on the house. If it's a normal house, there's a couple hundred potential buyers. Um, and we do make the offer as well at the table. Um, it's not a great offer. It's usually an investor offer, you know, 10, 15, even 20% below market. What percentage of the time at the listing presentation do they accept one of those offers? And or how, what percentage of the time do you actually take it to market and put it on the MLS? Less than 2% of the owner of the house actually accepted one of the offer on the spot. 98% of the time, because we give them three options, right? Number one, number two, cash offer one, cash sure. offer two. Or we call it our Arbit system, which is basically it's kind of like uh, we're creating like an online auction effect where yep. we're bringing all the buyers, creating multiple offers, maximizing uh, your home. And most of the time, the owner... Let's stick with number three, Rudy. Walk us through that. Let's not breeze through because that's a big one. And I want to hear how you guys are positioning that strategy. Let's hear number three. You like the Arbit? <laughs> you you trying to breeze over that one. This is the special <laughs> sauce, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. We're going to take a little bit of time to unpack your auction strategy. He doesn't want to hear anyone in LA. Hey, guys, if you're in LA or the LA area, please shut the podcast off at this time. All right, ready? Go on. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, so instead of doing a traditional open house, Jeff, where the real estate agents wait in the house and passively wait for the buyers to come in one at a time. And you know what happened? The buyers come and then they're going to beat you up, right? With the price reduction, request for repairs and those stuff. So what we do, we call it our Arbit. Basically, uh, we, we just call it our whatever. You can call it whatever you want it to be. But, but essentially what happened is that we get all of our disclosures uh, up front. So we, and we get all of our buyers clients to come all at the same time. So in a very short period of time, we get all the buyers come at the same time. We give them all the disclosure up front. So when all the offers come in, it's literally cash because they have no, yeah. uh, no contingency. And you've and removed the home inspection leverage because now they have multiple. So if buyer one backs out, who cares? We got buyer two and buyer three and buyer four who are all interested in the property. What is, how long is the window? If you said we're open, or is it a 72 hour window? Or is it a weekend typically? Like next weekend, we're gonna have an open and it's closed bids and we're gonna respond at the end of the weekend. Is that typically yes. what that looks like? 
Yeah, so it's going to be like on Saturday from 1 to 2, for example. Okay. And then do you typically, every offer you receive, do you typically, do most sellers choose to counter all offers and let everyone know what the highest and best is? Um, you got five so the, offers on a property and you review everything and they're all within 50,000 of each other. Will you counter all offers and let everyone know what the highest and best and for them to come back? Or does your seller typically just accept the highest and best and be done with it? Usually they counter because price is just one of the elements. So usually in sure. LA, I mean, I don't know in your area, in LA, usually when they sell a 800,000 home, they're selling an 800,000 home because they're buying a $2 million home. Right now, the owner of the house has, power, they have leverage, right? Because yeah. now I need, hey, Jeff, I'm selling my home to you, but I need 30 days for me to stay here because I'm I'm buying a replacement home, for example. So now we can control, we can control the terms. But going back to what you're saying about the differential in price, in the past, I used to do just manuals, you know, meaning the people come in on Saturday between one to two. Now, uh, because of COVID, we actually did this uh, we are doing this online as well. Mm -hmm. So what happened is that now it's kind of like an eBay. So you can see the next bid. So what happened is interesting, exactly what you said. Between offer number, the top 10 offers, usually they're very, very close to each other because they can see each other, right? Because if if you are not, if without the online, you cannot see the next guy. So, so but that's an interesting, um, as far as the pricing, because people, they, they just want to win. Right? How are you doing this online and making that public? You created um, your own proprietary software to, to be able to do that? Yes, later we'll show it. Uh, I guess you, you have to see it, I guess, I've, uh, when we meet next Maybe week, when we meet in person. <laughs> right, yeah. It's too bad for everyone else. We could invite everyone, but this episode won't go out until after. So we just got done hosting an amazing event in Long Beach, California. Sorry, you guys missed out. Uh, stay tuned for future events. And like I said, we have the one in March. Also, if you're still listening, please go out and give Rudy a shout out. He's brought an amazing content this time. Um, really excited to be able to interview you and get to know you better, Rudy. Go out to iTunes on podcasting. Give us the five-star review and then give a shout out to Rudy for sharing this stuff. I love his abundance. So many people think they have something special that no one else knows about. The stuff Rudy's doing, no offense, Rudy, it's actually simple. It's just the fact that he's the, he's implementing it consistently over a long period of time. And the part that's hard is putting together a group of 25 agents or 25 teams, 130 agents that can work together as a unit to create value for the brand. I think you guys have done a fascinating job. Let's turn uh, the conversation now towards ancillary businesses. I know we wanted to get into that topic a little bit. With your permission, Rudy, I will share with the listeners. I asked Rudy off off air if he had any ancillary businesses running right now, like mortgage, title, insurance. It does sound to me like you have an investment arm of sorts that you've created. Is that right? In and around yes, LA. But, but I would like to learn more about what you have, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> so we, you know, everybody keeps asking us to talk about this, and I'm not surprised because I do see a continual commission suppression. And you talked a little bit about that today and you mentioned how the seller knows what their house is worth. And I don't disagree. The technology today helps the seller know that. But of course, we all know selling a house isn't just knowing what it's worth. And I do know a lot of sellers think their house is worth X and there's actually more right now, more money in it for them. And they don't know that there's a little bit more. Um, there's some books out there and some studies that have been done. But one that I like to reference is from the book Freakonomics. And they did a study to see on average how much a realtor's house sells for versus a non-realtor's house. And typically, not typically, always, the realtor's houses on average would sell for more as a percentage of list price than non-realtor's houses. And they came to find it's because the realtor stages properly, prices properly. 
um, just willing to leave it on the market longer and not force someone to take an offer right out of the gate. And so I start thinking about all of the different value we offer. And as we watch the commission go down, I know you're a big believer in offering value to the client and to the agent. And as we watch these commissions go down, I'm curious how the traditional broker is going to stay alive. You mentioned the ABC brokerage. I don't care if you say Remax, you can say any brokerage name. They're all going to struggle because most of their monetary system was developed based on a real estate commission being being kept. And the realtor sharing a percentage of that real estate commission with the brokerage. I want to build a world, and I've said this on the podcast, and I keep saying it, it's going to be my broken record for the next 10 years. I want to build a business, and we have now built a business, where the real estate transaction doesn't make me any money as the broker owner or team leader. All of those funds are retained by the agent. And I don't even have to, I don't even want to have to charge the agent to hang their license at my brokerage. I believe that the money should be built on the ancillary businesses. It'd be no different than a movie theater today saying, you know what? No one's coming to the movie theater because it's a lot better just to watch a movie at your house. So we're going to open the doors for free. Everybody come to the movies. Feel free to come. But if you do come, you have to spend $30 on concessions. So we'll let you come to the movie for free, but you have to spend $30 on concessions. So our brokerage would essentially have a solution for the consumer where, where we could even say, it doesn't cost anything to buy or sell a house with us. We actually make it free. We'll give you our commission back at closing if there is a commission. But if you use us, we will require that you support our ancillary businesses in mortgage, title, and insurance. You can't force them to do that, of course. And all of this, you need to approve with your brokerage in your state and have an attorney. And, da, 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 and that's my small print. But there are ways where you, you can legally offer coupons or discounts if they choose to use certain uh, companies that you're making available to them. And so what we did was we created um, uh, our own mortgage company, title company, insurance company, investment company, marketing company, coaching company, lead generation company, lead conversion company, scrubbing company that can partner, train, and equip top real estate brokerages across the country. And my entire focus over the next 10 years is to save the industry by allowing the traditional broker who has yet to partner in all of these business ventures or has only partnered in maybe one or two of them to help them stay in business, continue to offer value to their agent, continue to offer value to the consumer. And we've been working arduously on this project for 24 months. So it's an exciting topic. And I do believe it is going to save a lot of people, but there are a lot that are going to be gone. There's a lot of teams and a lot of brokerages that aren't paying attention. And when that commission suppression happens and happens really, really fast, I think it's going to be quicker than we expect. They're going to ask themselves, where's the revenue? How do we stay in business? And they're going to go out of business. Yeah, brilliant. That's that's new, right? That That's what you're saying, Jeff. Basically, what you're saying is, how do we expand the pie? Right? How, how do we, like, we've got to be, we got to be something different. There you go. It's back to the differentiating factor. Yeah. How do you change? And, you know, I look at, um, there's a great documentary, if you guys haven't watched it, it just came out probably in the last year on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And they interview people who had worked at Google and Facebook and um, what was one of the other ones? Um, not Reddit, Pinterest. And they talk all about how these big tech companies are using us as their product. They provide their platform for free. So Google's the number one search engine. We get to go use Google for free. Yay, how happy are we as the cattle that line up inside the Google search? But the Google's making money because they're selling our eyeballs to companies. So I couldn't believe like yesterday I was showing somebody that when you rank on SEO, you actually want to run an ad and have your organic name pop up right next to each other. Go search companies like Coca-Cola, companies that you would think wouldn't need to buy an ad because of course they're going to rank. They're also paying for ads. 
their goal is to get as many eyeballs as possible on the first couple of lines that, that they see when you do a Google search. So the small and the short of it is I do think people need to position themselves when they can. Companies of your size, I think it's going to make it a lot easier because there are uh, points of diminishing returns. You have to have a certain amount of volume to be able to warrant the cost and time of building. So we can take them in order mortgage first um, if you want to talk about it. So the traditional brokerage is going to have a strategic partnership when it comes to mortgages. They're no longer called MSAs. That's anti-RESPA. Strategic partnership. So without you getting into any details, Rudy, I'm assuming you guys have some type of a strategic partnership with a mortgage lender or a bank or multiple mortgage lenders and banks in your area. Is that fair to assume? Yes. Okay. And typically teams and or brokerages would have those partnerships to either offset their rent costs, which is legal. You can charge those entities uh, rent inside of physical office spaces. You can also partner with them to pay for leads. So we've had our leads paid for through mortgage companies for the last 10 years. They've spent over a million dollars on lead gen efforts. We've never received a dollar directly. It's all indirect through Boomtown. And we share the CRM, we share the leads. But of course, our agents typically have been the ones who have scrubbed the leads. And then the expectation, there's no promises, but the expectation or hope is that that vendor partner in the strategic partnership will earn the right to be able to work those lead opportunities. And we've had very successful relationships with the companies that we had strategic partnerships with. And that's why we decided to start our own and have our own ownership. So the way that we expand the mortgage arm across the country, we don't enter into joint ventures. The CFPB is very strict in how we partner. Um, we're continuing to partner in the same way that most people have partnerships, but we are actually different in the sense that we've been generating internet leads for over 10 years. Arguably, we've been generated more scrubbed internet leads than any team or brokerage in the country. As of right now, I have over 100,000 registered internet leads in my database in small town Omaha, Nebraska. And so when brokerages all across the country choose to partner with us, we'll generate internet leads into their office for free. So our mortgage company is the point of the spear. It generates the lead into an office. It scrubs the lead for the office. The office assigns the lead to an agent inside the office. That's part of what they want to now create as their lead gen team. The agent keeps 50%. The office keeps 25, a 25% referral fee for generating the lead. And we retain a 25% referral fee. Um, we being our real estate company, because of course we have to do this through a real estate brokerage with the hope that the mortgage arm who's actually paying for all of this can build a relationship of trust with the agents working the leads. And then those referrals will come back to the mortgage company. And once it's big enough, we then will put mortgage lenders inside of each office location to offset office costs, but more importantly, build relationships of trust with the agent and offer the brokerage, the traditional brokerage, the one-stop shop solution, which I'm constantly talking about, where the consumer can enter a physical space and have access to their mortgage lender, their title company, their insurance company, the property management company, and each and every person that's part of their deal, can they can physically find at one location instead of having to drive all over town, which even Omaha is a 30-minute drive from one side to the other. LA, depending on traffic, is four hours. So I can't imagine how frustrating that would be if you had to drive from one place to the next. So that's the quick download on strategic partnerships from a, a mortgage standpoint. Yeah, that's awesome, Jeff. I think um, I'd like to definitely learn more from you when we meet next week. Yep. When we will discuss a little bit more um, when speaking of title, um, a lot, most states have title companies. Some states require attorneys only. Um, our, we have a national title company that can expand into any state. Um, anyone wanting to offer title title within their office, within their brokerage. Um, the number we found where, where it doesn't make sense essentially is 
within all three of these business ventures is a, is brokerages that do around 500 transactions a year. If you're at 500 transactions or more in most locations, uh, based on average sales price, it makes sense to do a joint venture in both title and in insurance. And so our national title arm and our national property and casualty insurance company will enter into a legal joint venture. We create its own LLC. We have all the right licensing for each state and that your entity, whatever, whoever's listening would retain 49% ownership of essentially the business that they built. And we would build it with you. We'd provide the support. We'd provide the loan officer, the title personnel, the mortgage lender. Um, but what I get really excited about all of that again is to help protect the fact that the commission is going to continue to go down but you will find that you're adding additional multipliers and your revenue is going to go up and up and up. So what's a traditional broker doing with their additional revenue? And that's a rhetorical question I'll ask because everyone sits and thinks, what would you do with an extra half a million or a million? We are experts in real estate. Some of us do commercial, some of us do single family, some of us are in industrial, some of us are in storage units, but we're in real estate. That's why you're listening to the podcast. Well, why aren't we taking our additional disposable income and investing? And so part of our lead gen effort, once we are up and running within each location, is to also generate investment leads based on the knowledge and experience of the team we work with. And so in Omaha, we've built a, over a $15 million investment portfolio through a lead gen effort that costs us around $10,000 a month. I think you actually did a podcast with one of the companies we work with, realestateinvestor.com. And so it's our intent and our real why is to create legacy wealth. So once all the ancillaries are up and running and we're generating the re additional revenue in each location, we will take the additional revenues and we'll build investment portfolios with our strategic partners. And everything I just shared in the last five minutes is everyone's listening and people are going, oh my gosh, this, this is the future. I don't understand. And it's always been a frustration for me that the traditional broker hasn't gone to their top agents and their top teams and invited them to participate in opportunities like this. I came from a world where I never got that invitation. So I had to build it from scratch, which was great. I've learned a lot in the process. And I'm now an abundant mindset thinker like you, Rudy, in that this isn't just an opportunity we're offering to top brokerages across the country. Every team in Omaha, Nebraska has this same offer. Every team in any city across the United States has this same offer. I want to partner with people to provide agents more value and to provide the consumer more value to protect the real estate industry. And I don't know anyone giving more than that type of an offer to the existing people that are working in the real estate space today. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, recruiting and retention <laughs> program. <laughs> 100%. So if you have, you know, what how I've structured it is as we do joint ventures with brokerage owners, you can now reach out to your top teams that are producing at least 100 transactions a year and invite them to be up, have a percentage of your 49%. So if you're doing home and auto insurance and you have 49%, Rudy, and you have 25 teams, you could go to the teams that are producing at the highest level and say, hey, I'm going to give each of you or sell each of you 1% of my 49%. So you take half of your business and you invite the people that are making the big difference for your company to have ownership in that property and casualty insurance company. And the numbers are crazy. If you guys go back to the podcast I did with Cyrus, um, it adds up really fast. And you go to a market like yours in LA where the average sales price, you're probably averaging around 880,000. Am I close? Yeah, about 800,000. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you start looking at that when it comes to property casualty, your premiums are going to be 5,000 versus Omaha, Nebraska, where we're seeing 3,000. And your mortgage is $800,000 mortgage, or let's say 700 if we have a down payment. A lot of people don't know how mortgage works, but there's a lot of money in mortgage. Typically, um, a mortgage company is making more money on the transaction than the real estate company is earning on the transaction. And then title is another whole thing 
there's a lot of revenue that's generated off of an escrow closing fee um, and the title insurance policy. Um, the, the title company actually retains about an 87.5% of whatever the cost is for the title insurance policy. A lot of people don't know that. So there's over a th- on our average title deal, there's about $1,300 of gross revenue generated. Our average um, broker commission on our from our mortgage company averages about $6,000, which is the same average that our realtors make off of a real estate commission. And then insurance is about $400 per file per year. So that renews every year. That's the real interesting fact is I wanted to build a world, Rudy, where the real estate brokerage and a real estate agent doesn't have to be dependent on a real estate transaction to be able to make revenue. So think about that challenge. If all of us left this podcast today and spent the next 24 hours thinking, how could I continue generating revenue without selling another house? And that's the conversation you had with yourself when you were there with your son being born. How do I not have to sell another home and be able to continue generating revenue? And that's a conversation I continue having with myself because I believe there will be a day where there won't be a commission attached to the transaction. So what if I have 20,000 people renewing their insurance policy? And what if I have a mortgage company that can do refinances? And when interest rates continue to stay low and or drop again in the future, people choose to refi. And what if I have a property management company? And what if I have an investment company? And all of these other tentacles that will generate wealth without the reliance of a real estate transaction. And I think anyone in the real estate space who's living and dying off of their next deal has to be paying attention. And if you're not, you will be out of the real estate business in the next two to five years. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is the next step, Jeff, for people like me, right? Like, I want to learn more about this. Like, well, what should I do? <laughs> yeah, and that's a great question. And a lot of people, like I said, after that last podcast reached out, um, anyone looking at property casualty, I currently point you to that podcast episode with Cyrus Jaffrey. We just recorded it a couple of weeks ago. So if you just go down in your podcasting and haven't listened to that one, Cyrus gives you the answer to your question, Rudy, of how to get in touch with Cyrus. I recommend reaching out to him to start the property and casualty insurance conversation. If you are interested in us generating leads into your brokerage, um, real estate leads for scrubbed buyers and sellers in your market, we'll partner with any brokerage in America, but you have to have a minimum of 100 agents at your brokerage. So I know that eliminates probably 95% of my listeners, but for anyone with more than 100 agents, we would build and pay for and incur all the costs to building an internet lead gen division for you. We would train those individuals. We'd hold those individuals accountable for you. And we would allow you to share in keeping 25% of every referral fee. We'd keep 25% and then the agent would keep 50. And a lot of people say, wow, that's 50% the agent doesn't keep. Well, if you're an average of $800,000 transaction keeping 3%, that's $24,000 total. Okay, now you make 12,000 instead of 24,000. Most people in the country selling real estate are okay making 12 grand working for five to 10 hours. Yeah, that's true. Um, man, uh, that's that's how we set up now. We are at 50-50. Many of my top agents are netting net take-home income is about two, 300000 a year. Not about you know, what my, we make, it's what we keep, right? Yeah, my 50% agent uh, makes more money than agents at 100% brokerage, for example, it's, because it, of the deals. Yeah, it's not, I've it's said not this all day deal. long, and I can't believe how many agents I've seen come and go from the teams and brokerages I've owned over the last 10 years. And they'll tell me, yeah, Jeff, across the street, I'm going to make an extra $12 on a real estate transaction. And I'll say, well, that's adorable. Um, we have a real, we have an account with over 100,000 leads. Each agent has the right to work up to 50 leads per month that get scrubbed. 
and you're going to leave across the street for an extra $12 a transaction. And what we've actually found analytically, Rudy, and this might be something interesting for you to go back and look at, we tracked every agent that had ever left our organization. We've lost probably 100 over the last 10 years. And there was a very small percentage, I think it was around 12% left our brokerage and had a year better than their best year with us. Yeah. Yeah, so there's nothing true. that is more of a testament to the fact that systems and processes that we're implementing are true and real and um, are profitable. And people recognize that when they leave and most are too prideful to come back, even though they know that working alongside of us and everything that we implement is going to be the best solution for them. But Rudy, you've built an amazing business. A lot of people are going to now want to talk your, your ear off and probably bring you on their podcast in such a short amount of time too. Um, you might have me beat because I used to brag up we went from 70 to 700 deals in six years. Um, and I always say we were the fastest growing real estate team in history. You might be able to beat me on that. Do you know what your growth was? When I was with Remax, I was with Remax in 2019. We sell about 450 homes. So we go from 2019 today, 2019. So in two, two years, two years, right? 2019, 2020. So in two years, we grew from 450 to 959. Okay. So it's still not 700 houses growth, but that was in six years. So you're doing pretty dang good though. We'll, we'll still give you some good credit. I'll put a happy, I'll bring a happy sticker that I'll put on your lapel um, when I see you next week. So, well, Rudy, we're going to wrap. This is a longer episode than normal. Um, you got me going and juiced up. Sorry, I probably took more time than normal on an interview, but I'm just very, very passionate as our listeners know about the ancillary businesses. And I think Rudy, the business Rudy's built, which is a brokerage, but he's running it like a real estate team. And I love that he's supporting teams. His focus, he told me beforehand when he recruits, it's either agents joining the teams or teams joining his brokerage. He's not finding an individual and spending all the time it takes to, to train and support a brand new agent. He's essentially running the independent and interdependent model that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, not the dependent model. And I would say most traditional brokerages don't offer an independent model. I think what you guys are doing is awesome, Rudy, and I love how you're working together. Yeah, but I think that's the future in real estate, Jeff, like you are saying, is either you join a team or you build your own team. But the traditional agent, one-man show, doing everything by themselves, either a mega team will crush you. If the mega team won't crush you, then the technology, the billion dollars technology will crush you, right? So either, so I want to encourage everybody, Jeff, either you build your own team or join an existing team. That's called leverage. 100%. I say go find the best team in your area. Stay on as long as you can stay on where it makes sense. And if at any point you feel like your world would be better, where you're making more money and less time with less energy by starting your own team, that's when you need to leave. And those team leaders out there listening, if your agent just heard me say that, make sure you create a world inside your team where the people within it can continue to grow. And the only way to do that is you have to grow as a leader. You have to grow in the value you offer and the leads you generate, the way that you support the people in your world. And then everyone grows together. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, Rudy. We appreciate it. Hey, again, one more time, Rudy, give a shout out as to how people uh, can get in touch with you if they just want to say thank you or they have a referral for you or they want to join your world in the LA area. Yeah. Uh, reach me online, Jeff, at yourhomesoulguaranteed.com. www.yourhomesoulguaranteed.com. Perfect. Appreciate it, man. Thank you again for coming on today. You are awesome. Thank you, Jeff. My pleasure. Have a good day. 